This episode originally aired on April 22nd, 2022 on the Unethical Patreon on 42222 four twos. If you add up the two twos from both two twos, you get two fours. What does that tell you? Is that a code? Our guest today is Cole Blenner from Fishing Elephant Media. I lie constantly all the time. <laughs> well, that's good. I so do I, but I mean Wait, are you lying about that or <laughs> <laughs> will you ever know? I don't I don't know. I lie to myself, pal. Cole, thank you. Thank you. I got your message. Thank you. Yes. We're looking for this. Been bugging me. You found you found Officer Virgil. Yes. Yes, I did. However, before I give you his whereabouts, uh, there's one thing you have to do for me first. And that's God damn it. It's always there's always a catch with you guys, you fucking dorks. Yes, yes, there is a catch. Quid pro quo. Okay. You shake my dick, I shake your dick. This is what happens, okay? All right, Cole. What do you need? So first, you and the dicks must solve cicada. 3301. Cicada 3301. You mean that fucking internet crazy thing? Aren't you the goddamn hacker? Maybe I am. Maybe I just like to play games. You decide, solve it. Until then, the whereabouts will be unknown. Come on, man. Okay, fine. You know what? I've been doing a lot of research on this already, so I kind of already know the answer. And one crucial component is you have to have the dramatic music when you talk about it. Okay, well, I'll put dramatic music. How about this? I'll put dramatic music underneath any correspondence from cicada 3301 yes. yes okay 100 you have to sounds good uh perfect i'll i got you not a big deal i'll bring it back to the boys and we'll, i'll come back with your answer for my answer now you're just making it complicated all right cole i'll be back i promise i'll be back in like an hour an elite team of private detectives what if balloons are aliens? Maybe that's the key component we're missing. Cover-ups. John's guilty. Mysteries that need to be solved. Maybe Mormons need mountains. Richard, shut up. Cole wants us to solve this bitch, huh? Cicada 3301. The internet mystery of Cicada 3301. That's a tough one. Is that how you guys pronounce Cicada? Cicada, 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 potato, potato, tomato. I was just curious tomato. if that was a Canadian thing, Canadian, uh, can, Canadian thing. Cicada, cicada. Yeah, you're right. It's cicada. I'm just done. Uh, <laughs> the fun part about cicada 3301, though, uh, is it's pretty recent and it's it, there's a lot of mystery to it. It's not just like, what is a cicada? 3301 it's like who is cicada 3301 and it's like why is cicada 3301 pretty much go, got the how like the internet but i mean the rest of it's pretty mysterious the thing overall um have you guys ever heard of this cicada 3301 yes i have you you dip your toes in these waters already right like the internet um i've heard about cicada but i i haven't really i never tried to solve any of them yeah. So what I, is it? Was it like a username? What is it? It's like puzzles. Puzzle puzzles? Kind of. What we don't really know what it is exactly. This is what it started out as. So in there's three of them that happened over the years of 2012 to 2014. From what I understand from reading this, 3301 is the group putting on the puzzle, and Cicada is the name of the puzzle itself. 
every year from 2012 to 2014. The puzzle started in early January. The first puzzle appeared on 4chan uh, in the random fucking area of 4chan, r slash random or whatever the fuck they call it, on January 4th, 2012. It was a white text on a black background, and it just said, Hello, we are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in the image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few who will make it all the way through. Good luck. And then it was just signed 3301. Not many people even understood the challenge, you know, and, and even the ones that did understand what to do for the first thing didn't even, they even had a hard time solving it. To solve this puzzle, you'd have to have a very specific skill set. You need to know like a bunch of hacking shit, uh, crypto security knowledge, stenography, steganometry. I don't know. What's that? Is that the word? Steganography? Mm-hmm. Uh, Mayan numerals. You'd have to know that. You'd have to know like medieval English literature, steampunk literature, uh, like a whole bunch of random shit to actually get through this whole thing. So let's go through it a little bit. The hacking part is probably the most important part because you really wouldn't get past much if you didn't have that so one of the guys that solved the first puzzle his name was joel erickson explains how he solved the 2012 version this guy here joel erickson is a hardcore hacker of swedish descent Uh, i looked him up and his job title is vulnerability research exploit development and reverse engineering in his bio which i'm going to put in the show notes he says that he he competes in hacking competitions like i didn't even know that's a fucking thing hacking competitions yeah it's a very common thing i know a lot of people that do and i have before it's actually you'd be surprised how many people do it i you mean i think you mean to say disappointed no no it's not okay so <laughs> hacking competitions get a bad rap because they sound like super hard and super spooky but they're really not anything difficult and they usually involve a number of different types of tasks and very rarely are they created uh, in a way where they expect you to, they expect everybody to get all of them correct. So, so they're they're easy. They can be, yeah. There's there's hacking competitions for all different types. So there's like ones that are meant for high schoolers. There's ones that are meant for just professionals. And oh, that's cool. I I hope there's always like somebody in like a trench coat that, that just has like a hat on that says definitely a kid, just like in all the high school ones. They're they're very rarely in person. But change your report card. <laughs> Athon 2022. Yeah, there's a website for them. I think it's called ctftime.org. If you go there, there's like there's one almost every weekend. Huh. Well, yeah, that's what I learned about with CTFs or they capture the flags, right? And basically what uh they do is they give them like hacking goals. Like people will just get like a goal, like go get this information. And then when they bring it back, they're awarded flags. And then you switch in your flags for points. And then whoever has the most points at the end of the whole thing gets it. Now, these competitions have names like Codegate or Confidence CTF. These places sound like the nerdiest places on earth. And I want to go to one. 
Um, I, I don't know if their conferences, uh, you just said it's not in person. So that kind of, I, that makes a lot more sense, actually. I didn't think the, so some, some of them are in person, um, okay. but generally the way it works, if there's going to be one in person, there's multiple rounds and the rounds would include, you have to place in the top, like X number of, usually these are played in teams. Very rarely is it individual yeah. um, because the CTFs usually span a number of different categories. So like reverse engineering, web hacking. So like, you know, getting into a website cryptography, steganography, there's programming challenges. Um, so the one time I did one, it was, you know, and you only have so much time to complete these. Um, and the one was write a program to solve a Rubik's cube. So, you know, but you have like, you know, 30, 40 different challenges and they're all different types. So generally you work with a small team of people and you all kind of divide and conquer and try and get as many points as you can. That's what they said. There's teams of whatever amount, uh, but then you're most times the teams win, but there are lone wolves every once in a while that just go fucking nuts and, and crush it. Yeah. It's not, you don't have to be in a team, but most likely you're going to be. There are some really cool ones. I just thought the whole hacking competition thing was worth mentioning. Cause I didn't know that was a real thing. Would not have guessed. Mr. Erickson, he loves to do these CTFs and he loves brain teasers and stuff. And he comes across this 3301 thing on 4chan. He's a little bit later than the, the people that started the whole thing. But he got he gets there and he take he downloads the picture because it's like a photo, it's not just type text. So he downloads the picture and he opens it up and like to look at the code because he knows that people will hide messages in code if you just look at the code. So when he opens up the digital file. He finds a clue. He sees the text has a hidden reference to Tiberius Claudius Caesar and some random numbers or letters that are following beside it. And he realized he thinks to himself like Caesar, Julius Caesar was one of the earliest uh, stenographers. He invented the Caesar Stegosauruses. Stegosauruses, yeah. Stenographers. Stenographers. Yeah, he invented the Caesar cipher or the shift cipher to communicate with his allies privately. Uh, this is a thousand years ago. And a shift cipher is just when one letter and the alphabet is substituted with another one. If you know the key, like if it's three, then you move over three letters in the alphabet or whatever. Then he started looking into this Tiberius Claudius Caesar and he was the fourth emperor. So he's like, okay, the key is four. So he shift down four letters and he figured out that this ended up being a URL to an Imgur image of a duck. And on the image of the duck, it said, Whoops, just decoys this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. And that's all that was there. So, so far, Erickson's like, this is lame. This is easy. A fucking Caesar cipher. Are you kidding me? Uh, whatever. Let's, let's do this. And he looks at it. He reads it. And he's like, that's worded weird, really weirdly. It says, guess how to get the message out. And he knows some stenography program, I guess. It's called Outguess. What's stenography? Let's talk about that first. Stenography. Do you know what stenography is, uh, RJ? Um, no. All right. Is that, wait, hold on. Is that like typing what you hear or something? Like no. court stenographer? Oh, so this might have actually been my spelling mistake when I sent it to you. It's pronounced steganography. So there's two different things. Stenographer would be the typing. Steganography is. Steganography. 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 Yeah. Stegosaurus is closer. Okay, I'm gonna remember it that way. Yeah. All right. Steganography. Let's just, let's just talk about dinosaurs instead. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm having a hard time picking the meat off this one. <laughs> it's okay. It gets funnier as it goes. Yeah. So he gets out guess this program and he runs it through the duck. And yeah, another hidden message pops up. 
it ends up being a book code posted on some Reddit news site. Uh, and every couple of hours, an encoded message will be posted as a comment underneath it using whatever computer knowledge and steganography software to decode the post. Uh, the lines were from a poem about King Arthur named Lady in the Fountain. At the end of each phrase was a series of dashes and lines, which they figured out were Mayan numerals. And then the guy's like, okay, this is getting fucking a little bit harder. At the top of the Reddit page, all the Mayan numerals were listed on the top. After using the Mayan numerals, Erickson deciphered another code. Using all this stuff, the stenography software, it, it ended up giving him a phone number, a Texas phone number. It's, it's down now. And like he said, up to this point, the, the fucking thing was pretty easy. Erickson was like, this is lame. Whatever, I'll just get to the end of it. I guess this is the phone number. Uh, when he gets to the phone number, he's already taken a couple days off work. He's like, I'm going to fucking solve this thing. The phone number went straight to a voicemail. Uh, the voicemail said, Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. 3301 is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a .com on the end to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye. One of these prime numbers, 3301 is one of them. Um, I would have never thought of this. But fucking Erickson says immediately he thinks that of the dimensions of the image would be prime. And of course they were. That was my immediate thought as well. And I never heard of this one. Yeah, I, I also thought that. <laughs> that was, I think I thought it just like a little bit before you did. I just didn't see yeah. it. Yeah, I, I saw it click yeah. in RJ's mind and I was thinking, yeah. wait, if it clicked in his mind. Yep. I, I stick I an agar freed it to your to you with my eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's. Uh, you got the answer steganography i stegosaurus did it now i'm just envisioning like a stegosaurus who is a sonographer creating <laughs> a steganography image like in a courtroom <laughs> that'd be adorable he's like sitting on his haunches and like that totally tracks too if you've ever seen these keyboards they, they look like a piano so like his big his big meaty paws are just kind of clicking at it he's got little tiny glasses on his dumb little head Sorry, I went too hard. I really did want to talk about dinosaurs, I guess. No, it's okay. We will. We'll, we're, there's, uh, there's pterodactyls coming, I promise. Oh, um, sweet. <laughs> so, yeah, so they get they multiply them all up. It gets like 845-14127.com, and they click it, and it works. And it brings them to a plain white website with a cicada and a countdown timer telling them to come back when the timer gets to zero. So the next day at about five o'clock in the afternoon, it gets to zero. They refresh the page and then the website pops out 14 GPS locations from all over the world. And it says, go to your nearest one and figure out what's going on here. I'm like, what the fuck? This is getting weird now. I have to leave the house. I'm a nerd. I would fucking have Dorito dust on my fingers. I'm not leaving my house. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You're really not giving this guy a lot of credit. <laughs> Shit. Uh, they fuck. They're all over the place. Where are they? They were telephone. They were like telephone poles or benches uh, in places like Spain, South Korea, Russia, USA, France, Japan, and Poland. Uh, and since he can't globe trot around the world, he had to rely on people in those areas to go check out the spots. They hired like couriers to go to the spots. They had people that were in those cities go to those spots. There was a big community behind this trying to figure it out at the time. 
And then when they get to the spots that were listed on the all 14 places, all the poles or uh, bus stops or wherever had a white paper taped to them. And on the paper was a cicada and a QR code that you could scan with your phone underneath. So what the fuck? They have people in every country now. This is getting actually really crazy now. This they, they, At first he's like, this is like a prank. You know what I mean? I don't know where this is going, but like now it's getting crazy. Fucking places all over the world. So the guys took pictures, like whoever they hired or got to go to these places took pictures and they were all the same. I think there's two different QR codes. They both basically said the same thing. They gave them two more images, which he also uses fancy steganography software on. Then he, this led him to some phrases from the poem Agrippa by William Gibson. Have you ever heard of this, RJ? Agrippa? William Gibson. You know William Gibson. Let's start there. Uh, no, I, I appreciate poetry. Uh, I have no interest in it whatsoever. Well, no, he's, he's an author. He does a lot of stuff. He's oh. like, uh, I've, I didn't even know this was the same guy until I went to my bookshelf after. And one of my favorite books is called Neuromancer. But anyways, he coined the term cyberspace. This guy's been a, one of my favorite authors forever. I never really got into much of his stuff. Then they start talking about him. But Agrippa is an interesting piece of art in itself. It's kind of a little side tangent here. But when I read about it, I was like, must tell everyone. He wrote this poem in 1992 and released it on a three and a half inch floppy disks and also as a book okay hmm. the interesting part about this poem is that it had been made to self-destruct so after opening the file once the floppy disk would fully encrypt itself and you couldn't get back into it and when it was the book version when the book was open the book was treated with photosensitive chemicals making the words fade away and slowly melt the page no longer uh the longer it was exposed to light that sounds like some fucked up dystopian like copyright shit you'd see in like in in the actual book 1984 just like yeah yeah like you have to yeah you can't share this you have to buy it multiple times yeah Ooh, i like that yeah that's like that's like a real and like a real collectible the minute it gets opened it just gets destroyed that would be cool analog digital rights management yeah and it was it was kind of like an art piece like you did it for like to be like look what we can do now because it was so early in the 90s you know yeah it's cool the melting of the book i found was really interesting i didn't know you could do that i didn't know johnny mnemonic was a book before it was a movie it was one that he wrote that's that's another william gibson one yeah cool yeah yeah read neuromancer man you're gonna love it it's really it's really good honestly so they got agrippa they know that's part of the book code they use that as the guide and you apply the same rules to Agrippa from the book code from before, sorry, uh, with the lady in the fountain and he used it to Agrippa. Uh, it's actually called Agrippa, Agrippa, or I don't know if it's, it's two P's and an A, uh, but it's a book of the dead. And that's revealed where they should go next. And which was an address on the dark web was their next, uh, it was a Tor site or whatever. When Erickson got to the Tor site, the message on the site said that they were very disappointed in everyone working together they wanted the best not the followers so thanks for playing you're done we want the best not the followers yeah see that doesn't yeah that really doesn't surprise me um it seems weird that somebody would go through all the trouble to complete this and just post online all these map locations yeah well cicada wanted the hackers to do it one by one by themselves obviously they could have like not ever, like guy in rural fucking Virginia is not going to go to Seoul, South Korea to get the fucking QR code. I think so they were probably looking for like that. resourcefulness, but yeah, I mean, I feel like you could have easily gotten a courier to go 
grab it or like somebody on task grab it without like posting it and sharing it. You know? yeah. er- Erickson actually said that he did solve it this way, but since he was late to the game, it was too late by the time we got there. Whatever. The tour site was shut to, uh, set to shut down after the first however many people visited the site. A 15-year-old kid actually solved it before Erickson and got a completely different endgame. I guess he was one of the best. Marcus Warner was a homeschooled kid who grew up in, believe it or not, Roanoke, Virginia. <laughs> He got further into the game than, like I said, Erickson. He says he got to the site, the tour site. It was the end, but they asked him to send an email, create an email with this email thing, and then send us an email and we'll get back to you. When he got the email back a couple weeks later, he was sitting there waiting like, oh no. And then the email came back and said, We are not a hacker group, nor are we a Juarez group. We do not engage in illegal activity, nor do our members. If you are engaged in illegal activity, we ask that you cease any and all illegal activities or decline membership at this time. We will not ask questions if you decline, however, if you lie to us we will find out. You are undoubtedly wondering what it is that we do. We are much like a think tank in that our primary focus is on researching and developing techniques to aid the ideas we advocate. Liberty. Privacy. Security. You have undoubtedly heard of a few of our past projects and if you choose to accept membership, we are happy to have you on board to help with future projects. Then 3301 says there is one more step that they want the hacker to be honest with them. The game asks them to answer a bunch of philosophical questions. Please reply to this email with the answers to the next few questions to continue. Do you believe that every human being has a right to privacy and anonymity and is within their rights to use tools which help obtain and maintain privacy, cache strong encryption, anonymity software, etc.? Do you believe that information should be free? Do you believe that censorship harms humanity? We look forward to hearing from you. 3301. So- this is a child porn group. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. How old are you? Are you 15? Send nudes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're just a cool guy who's real smart and wants to get in on some privacy, you know, some you private want- stuff. Do you want some more gigs of RAM sent to your house? <laughs> that wasn't meant to be a double entendre. It was meant to buy them off, but. I'm glad it happened that way. God fucking damn. I mean, go on, but I'm, I've already firmly made my decision about these people. <laughs> so Warner emails them back with all his answers, and he claims to wait about a month later when he gets a response saying that he's now a member of Cicada. You're in now. And he, I, I don't, I didn't really put this in the, in the episode, like in my script, because I find it outrageous. He just said that they got back to him and were like, what? And he's like, okay, well, now I'm Cicada. What do you do? Like, whatever you want, man. Here's a link to a tour, a tour site. And then when he got there, a bunch of other people were there. And they're like, just do whatever you think furthers our activities. And they went, okay. And then they started working, no payment or anything. They just started working on like an end to end encryption for like whistleblowers. So, like, they can upload their fucking information. They have every seven days 
to go and like start the fucking clock over. Otherwise it just gets released to the public. So if they're ever arrested or murdered or something, whatever information they had would just get released without any so, tracing back to them. So a whistleblower, is that the kind that's into little boys or little girls? <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming little boys. Cause maybe the, maybe the, the child whistles. penis is like a whistle. Yeah. The whistles, uh little, little whistle. Gotcha. Yeah. But uh, they weren't paying them or anything like that. And then everybody just started not showing up. And Warner was like 15, 16 at the time. And he's like the last guy working on it. He's like, fuck it. And then they just shut it down. Um, <laughs> I just don't, I don't know about that part of it. The only reason I even mentioned the email that was leaked is because it's actually digitally encrypted, signed by 3301. So I know that it's actually that, but the rest of it sounds. So when, when did he talk about it? Did he talk about it while he was a part of it or did no, he wait till it just like shut later. down? So how really? old was he when he started talking about it? When Way after like the 19. statute of limitations. What's a sophomore in university or college or whatever? Um, Could be 19, 19 or 20. 19 or 20. Yeah. yeah, so he was 1920, something like that. Yeah, then uh, Cicada faded from people's memories. Erickson went back to work, and the winners were keeping their mouth shut to exactly what a member of Cicada, Cicada actually meant. Everyone kept asking. No one was saying anything. Then a year passes, actually 366 days. On January 5th, 2013, uh, this starts the same way with an image on 4chan. This one said, Hello again. Our search for intelligent people now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it, and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301. So the puzzle is basically the fucking same thing. They use outguess for images, uh, find hidden meeting, go to the next clue. Then there's a cryptic message posted on Twitter that ends up being a code. Trip around the world with QR codes again. Uh, they mentioned the Book of Law by Aleister Crowley uh, as the book code for this one. Um, uh, pro- hold on. Crowley yeah. was. Uh, was he also not a pedophile? Uh, I don't or was he just violently? Didn't we do a Crowley? No, I haven't done Crowley yet. They did Book of Law, used Book of Law as the book code, prime numbers, trips into the dark web, basically the same fucking thing, honestly. I, no Maya numerals, but instead they had fancy Anglo Saxon runes to pot, like to figure out instead of weird Maya numerals. Uh, the only real unique thing from a non hacker standpoint. Uh, is that there was a song associated with this one and they had to you decode using like notes played on the playback and with playback speeds and shit. I find that fucking super interesting. Like they had to like a note a was like one and then they had to decode it through and a, fo- a song. You want to hear the song? I'll show you the song. Mm, if you want. That sounds annoying. It's actually, it's actually not, I thought it was going to be annoying too, but it's just a little ditty. It's not like, uh, I mean, I'm sure the song's pleasant, but I mean, like, that just feels like, I, I don't know. Half of this just seems like it's like, how much free time do you have? The song's called The Instar Emergence, and it starts with cicadas. Can you hear the cicadas just going? So, so dark. Uh, 
like, these guys analyze this shit outrageous amounts. Uh, like they Is found this a real song? Back. And then they just like put something over top of it? No, no, it's original music created for this. They figured out parts for like sped up, slowed down. Like it's it's pretty crazy. I find this the most interesting part about the second one. Oh god, it sounds terrible. You can tell there's a code in it. Like it's I don't care for it. Yeah, it's, it's one not, of those things where it's like it's like not like that melodic. Like it's it's not meant to be that no, for sure. It speeds up, slows down, does it does a bunch of weird shit. Yeah, so that's how far these guys went with this. I find that fun, personally. Uh, wrote a piece of music that has code in it, um, or put code into a piece of music they wrote, which, fair enough. I mean, um, hey, yeah, they were they were dedicated to seeing those kids naked. <laughs> just crossing yeah. all kinds of artistic and intellectual boundaries just to <laughs> get what they need. Yeah, I'm not going to go through all the steps of number two. Like I said, it's just fucking basically the same thing. Sequels are never as satisfying as the original. This one ended in a similar fashion too. Same philosophical email questions for Solver back to 3301. In fact, the end might not even be real. Who the fuck knows? They're from leaks. There's These might not always be truthful. There's like a bunch of rumors that uh, one of the hackers, she was getting real close or he or whatever I, they say she, but who the fuck knows? I'm not, her name was wind or his name. They're both helping the group of hackers. And then the, at the end, when they find the information, they, they would just give a bunch of fake information and people would be running off to the side. Like this is probably happening all the time just to be the first person to solve a stupid 4chan image. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. anyways, mm-hmm. 2014 rolls around January 6th, this time, another 366 days. This time a URL is posted on Twitter. The account had been inactive for about a year. First thing they'd said in about a year. The URL led them to an Imgur image that had also been running. They ran through Outguess, another book cipher, another Tor browser, another encrypted image, another thing. But this all leads them to a 58-page book of symbols, which they named the Liber Primus, which means the first book. And it's all in runes, like those Anglo-Saxon runes, the 58 pages of runes. And only two pages have been solved on this to this day they took they made it hard it was already hard to begin with and then they added the extra layer of it not being written in english or any language anybody uses now um and they the you can't even like manipulate or retype it out it has to be redone by hand because it's ruins nobody has a rune keyboard you know what i mean so it's like a lot of legwork to try and figure out what's going on i'm so irritated So, yeah, that's where they're at today with the whole thing. Trying to figure out the Lieber Primus. They figure out two pages. Basically, the question is, who's behind this and what is it and why is it? I'll rip through some theories here. <laughs> well, what's going to happen is this episode is going to come out and then someone's going to have it uh, completely translated a day and a half later. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's just going to say age is just a number. <laughs> R. Kelly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people on the internet speculate that this is some sort of spy agency. 
CIA, MI6, NSA, CSIS, whatever fucking anagram. Tactics like this, maybe you can correct me on this too, Ricky, I don't know, but they say tactics like this have been used, uh, known to use for recruitment in cybersecurity divisions of the world's governments. Like the U.S. Air Force Cyber Command embedded a complicated hexademicil code into their new logo in 2010. And then the Cyber Command challenged the amateur analyst to crack it. Not sure if the code was a recruitment tactic, though, but why else do it, honestly? Uh, I looked all around the internet for other examples. I couldn't find them. I found one for after the Cicada thing came out, but that they could just be copying Cicada at that point. Yeah, um, I, I would say it's very rare to do something like this because anyone who's in the position of like government is very split up. Very rarely is the person in charge who would get to say who they would want underneath them is also doing the hiring. Um, of course, every government works differently, so I can't speak worldwide, but most likely it's just people got bored and they threw something out there. Um, when it comes to like those logos that I, I don't actually, you know, I, I have theories of who I think this was, but it, it's, it would be very weird to do a recruiting tactic that takes that much time. If, you know, the government was going to do it like NSA or something like that. When I say government, I mean the U S government. Um, they would just post a competition online and be like, hey, go do this competition and then potentially hire you if they like you. You know what I mean? They don't need to be coy about it. Yeah, I, I found I did find a lot of websites that say shit like that, like the NSA and the FBI cyber people hired people off Twitter and LinkedIn. Like they made they put competitions on Twitter and LinkedIn. Yeah. Uh, and they also have like conferences in Vegas. And they go Daniel. to colleges and they, you know, they yeah. have recruitment tables and yeah, you know. expert talks like TED talks are happening about this shit. Uh corporate recruitment shit you know what i mean i just and to your point you know what the what the government really looks for if they're looking for you know young individuals at universities and things like that they want you to know a little bit and they'll teach you the rest right they, they know a lot about what they're doing in their domains so it'd be weird for them to go this far um it you know there's some of these posters that were posted near universities but a lot of them were just in random places that didn't really make a whole lot of sense um so if i had to guess well, I'm not going to get my theory yet, but if I had to guess, it's not a government, it's not a U.S. government agency. Well, least. here's my counterpoint to that. Conferences, and, and this is just me playing devil's advocate. I don't think it's a government either, but conferences and, and uh, recruitment over Facebook and LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. That's to me where you'd get your like six out of 10 hackers, you know, like the, the hackers that looking for a day job in the fucking personal ads the ones that are going to attack brazil for you who gives a shit about brazil right but if you want to get your fucking 11 out of 10s you put on something crazy like cicada and then you're going to find someone that's uh, well i want to say yes and no because a lot of the tools that were used they're not really like this isn't a lot of hacking like steganography is not there's there's they they everything gets lumped into a category of hacking because hacking is really just by any means finding your way to the next objective right so it doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be technical it just got lumped in um, but like steganography is, is a generally really easy thing to crack. Um, Caesar shifts are really easy. Um, almost everything that was listed there is in a tool called CyberChef, which was created by the GCHQ, um, which is the NSA or the UK version of the NSA. So it's a pretty, these are all well-known, um, you know, tactics and decoding methodologies that have been around for a handwritten while. Runes? Are the handwritten runes in there? Yeah. The handwritten written ruins that Libra Primus is solved for by the GCHQ. It's called CyberChef. So it's a public tool that was posted by created and maintained by GCHQ. Why are they yeah. telling me nobody solved this? 
Well, no, no, no. I don't know if they went through and saw that one, but they have like, it all, so the reason I know that is because when I was researching pieces about the, 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 the gamma tria primus, so it was the one before it, they had like different pieces of the puzzles all within the, within cyber chef. So the whole idea of cyber chef is like, you just give it and you can throw as many things as you, you give it whatever task you want. And it, you throw as many different, you know, uh, dehashing or, um, decryption, uh, methodologies at it. And it'll just go through and try and find it. So it's, it, this isn't like code breaking is not a new thing. So it's, it's a very, and, and this, this was the question. This is the question that I have was, if you look at what, uh, let's just break down like the U.S. government. And most countries have a similar setup when it comes to you know government or intelligence um, like this, where they have everything in their own little categories. So most of what the NSA is focused on is two things: it's code breaking and it's signals intelligence. And the reason they're focused on those two is because that's, or the reason they're focused on code breaking is only because they collect the signals of other countries. So you know things coming through the air that may or may not be encrypted, or um, you know have some sort of uh, cryptography on top of them their main job is to go through that information and find a way to break into it you know gchq does the same thing and you know russia canada australia they all have their counterparts that do it as well so if it was the nsa i think they would have not gone to the 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 real world domain right stay on the internet let, let me tell you about this in world war ii the English government started putting codes in the crossword section of the paper so they could try and figure out the Nazi Enigma code. And that's how they got the people that they had all these experts sitting in a room trying to figure out the Enigma fucking thing. And they figured it out by a civilian, a bunch of civilians that figured out these codes and they got all these code breaker with that didn't have the same thinking or training as these people, but they thought in a different way and it helped them figure out the Enigma code. So yeah. it's not a, it's, it's crowdsourcing sometimes getting someone that doesn't have the training and stuff like that, that thinks differently and gets things done in a different way can help you actually find the code, break a code. I think, I think the biggest unknown is that person who was the 15 year old, were they telling the truth or not? Um, Cause I think that really changes the way the answer you accept. So with what he said, the if it were a government, the absolute only government it could have been would be Germany, maybe Canada, maybe those are the only two governments that give a shit about privacy. Yeah. I agree with Rick. I think he he was lying because he probably got there and and just saw the child porn and was like, "I am a child. This is just regular porn." <laughs> oh yeah. And then and then, so he then it didn't become so. cool until he was eighteen. So he left right. and he came back. And- yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> And then he didn't want anybody well, he, to know because then it was child uh-huh. porn once he was no longer he is a child. Actually, he is actually trying to solve the, the Libra Primus. Anyways. Uh, so who, who, I'm sorry. What does this guy do now? This 20-year-old? He's, he's, he he's data analyst. He, he does stay, same kind of work as you, I would imagine. I do you shit. know? Well, I, I am not His a name is Marcus but... Warner. You should look it up. He has a bunch of shit. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, recently enough, the, NAS, the Navy... Uh, did this which i find funny in 2014 they created a social media campaign that you were if you were successful at you could be recruited to break codes this is what they said uh the project was called archituthis and it ran over the course of 18 days the navy would put up a new clue each day and it would like get you to go through this digital game and you'd get a hacking goal kind of like your capture the flags that you're talking about and every time you would get a code right you'd get like an audio a 
bit of an audio drama kind of deal. And it'd be like an evil villain trying to fucking blow up America from his secret lair. It's a lot easier than the fucking cicada puzzle. But this is what I'm trying to say. If if this is what the Navy is putting out for recruitment, then this definitely isn't government because <laughs> this is, was solved by a lot of people. And then they said, then they were getting asked about it after like, Oh, we get recruited now to the Navy. They're like, not really. It's more of like a tool to show that it's not all Navy seals and Navy snipers. We have nerds too. You can join the Navy. If you come in, it's not all sailors dudes that can fucking clickety clack on computers are allowed in. So anyways, I'm split on the whole government thing. I don't think it's a government, yeah. but I wouldn't put it past them. It's, I like I love when the army gamifies killing poor brown children. It's <laughs> always super chill. Uh, the Space Force, or was it was it Air Force? I don't know which one it was at the time. I don't know who took it over, but they had a competition. Uh, basically, lets you hack a satellite. There you go. That's fine. That's you do it. that's fine. So you actually get to kill the brown kids in that game. You don't just. <laughs> it's it's more of a simulation. I'm well. It's supposed to be more of a simulation, but it, the idea is it's it's opened Imagine up. Imagine they and... tell you it's a simulation, but you're actually killing a brown kid. You just don't. Yeah, know. you're just fucking frying <laughs> preschools in Lebanon from space. Don't worry. Do whatever you want. No one will care. <laughs> just, yeah. just kids like you know when you play like uh, airplane simulator or whatever. You just fly into buildings, but it's real. Yeah, you're actually piloting a fucking drone yeah, exactly. <laughs> into a goddamn like Pakistani orphanage. All right. So theory number two on this bad boy is multinational banks are the ones putting this out. Richard Rigby, director of intelligence at Cadra Consultants, a London based IT security company, thinks that this puzzle is to recruit nerds for banks. Uh, this is basically around the same time as Bitcoin became a thing, 2011, 2012. Apparently, the whole cicada thing is like what it's like to mine Bitcoin. Go through layer after layer of different solves until you get a Bitcoin at the end of it. I don't fucking know how to mine Bitcoin. Apparently, it's like that. I don't yeah. fucking know. Um, I, um, I used to uh, cruise around and try to buy drugs on the Silk Road. Um. Uh, successfully never, or unsuccessfully no i know ne- i never i never did it um i i and and i hate myself for this i i may have had like uh a, a bitcoin or something in like a wallet and i and i just try not to think about it and really hope that that's not true um because <laughs> i'm pretty sure that's back when it was like a dollar yeah. and i uh yeah i work real hard to put that out of my head so Apparently, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So how did you get it? You bought it from someone? I think you just bought it. Uh, like, I, I'm trying to fucking remember. That's why I'm thinking I didn't actually have one because I couldn't remember if I bought some. So, yeah, or- you definitely you could almost always buy them. It was relatively easy yeah. um, once they started gaining, you know, even a little bit of notoriety. Right. Long before they hit a dollar, I'm pretty sure you could buy it. But just to kind of foot stomp the way that you get it, it's basically just solving a math problem. And there's a bunch of people trying to solve that math problem. If you and other people happen to solve it together, you get a piece of that coin. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. this is what this guy's saying. He's saying that the cicada puzzle is they and they get more and more complex as the least because there's only so many Bitcoins that are ever going to be made. Right. And it's going to take about a hundred years to mine the last one out apparently. Uh, and the, 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 whatever you're solving gets more and more complicated as you're trying to get a Bitcoin. So it takes longer and longer to get the coins out. So they're trying to get these, the best guys that solve the problems. This is this guy saying it's so similar the cicada thing is that these banks 
fucking tried to find these people so they could work for them, get them as much Bitcoin, and you could become a millionaire at the same time. Uh, this is a quote from him. It's far too similar to be a coincidence. So I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's some fucking rich assholes trying to get the, the young minds to get them some fucking money. I don't think it's banks. It, I, I think people are, are inherently lazy. Um, and I think if it had any connection to something like that, it would be right outside of almost all these banks. I don't think it's a bank either. It's kind of lame, but this guy convinced it is. So I, it's boring that way. It's like a big fucking elaborate thing to like go work in a bank. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go be a bank teller. Like that's boring as shit. You know, what's uh, weird though. Like with all these posters posted around the world, if I would have walked past one of these in 2012, I definitely would have looked at that QR code. Oh, for sure. I would, so if I'd look at it now. You don't think anyone just accidentally stumbled upon it and just like. Guaranteed. Yeah, it seems very weird to go through all that trouble to post something physically out there. Yeah, anybody can do that. If if I had to guess, it was some sort of a red herring ruse and the group that this guy slash kid at the time fell into ended up not being the real group. And it was like a cover for something. And they were just like, yeah, it's great projects here. And then there was just like 20 or so people that just so happened to scan it doing stupid shit. And not realizing that there was like a hidden part of the website or something. Yeah, I forget what the, the code was. There was a few other things you had to break before you got to the tour site. So they probably would have just got the next image and then that would have been the end of it. The Agrippa thing, I think that was what was next after the... So they would have never gotten really anywhere, but you never know. You never know. Somebody would have just skipped the line and got right to there. Yeah. Um, anyways, so that's that's the, the multinational banks. Sure, maybe, probably not though. Theory, the next theory is crypto anarchists. Crypto anarchism or cyber anarchism is a political ideology that focuses on the protection of privacy, political freedom, and, and economic freedom. Bitcoin is a form of crypto anarchy. Now, there's these guys from the 90s. I started reading about this yesterday, and I was like, anyways, there's guys from the 90s. They call themselves these cypherpunks. Cypherpunks. And they kind of believed in the crypto anarchism thing. Like they believed in total anonymity, net neutrality, freedom of information, and digital age, all that kind of stuff. And these cypherpunks started the early digital cryptography and steganography. Yeah. So in uh, the nineties, the cypherpunks started using a mailing list at UC Berkeley. And it was, it was like called cicada.berkeley.edu to pass information to and from each other. And a mailing list back then was more like a message board. It wasn't like they got emails or anything like that. They just went there and there was messages. Uh, I thought it was like some like really dope analog hackers that are just like all like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just hacking your mail as it gets there. I didn't even open the envelope. <laughs> yeah, Luddite hackers. Or they're just like yeah, yeah. <laughs> by candlelight with charcoal and parchment. <laughs> Their message board is an actual like board outside that they like. Yeah, it's a message board. They're just pinning shit to it. Yeah, but like hilariously, they still use like Leet speak and like all the. Um, people in the cypherpunk stuff was like people like Julian Assange was a part of this group, like the WikiLeaks dude, John Gilmore, who actually wrote what is now called the Crypto Anarchist Manifesto, the guy that invented like encrypting emails, PNP or something like that bunch of guys that are like relevant today were young men passing messages through this thing uh, and oddly enough their message board was called cicada cicada.berkeley.edu um and i mentioned remember i mentioned the email the winning email i mentioned bits of it before um the, the leaked email was, 
was modified to change punctuation and stuff like that to try and hide who leaked it because apparently they said they said everybody who won got the same email basically but they fuck up punctuation or capitals or whatever just so they know who leaked it if they ended up duly leaking it and uh 3301 also had like a digital signature which they cut off so it wasn't that's why it was called a leak but then later on they found the cutoff part in a deleted file that was restored back to the email so they've they've authenticated the email is what i'm trying to say eventually they did but at first it was just a leak uh and i think the reason we know the kids telling the truth is because it was him uh, at first he didn't go by his marcus warner he went by his like uh hacker name or whatever the fuck it was i can forget what it was so i think when they figured out who sent the email which was the 15 year old fucking kid who leaked it then now we know he's the actual guy you know what i mean now I was going to read the full email, but I realized now that I uh, read most of it before, but I do want you to hear one part of this. You have all wondered who we are, and so we shall now tell you. We are an international group. We have no name. We have no symbol. We have no membership rosters. We do not have a public website, and we do not advertise ourselves. We are a group of individuals who have proven ourselves much like you have by completing this recruitment contest, and we are drawn together by common beliefs. A careful reading of the texts used in the contest would have revealed some of these beliefs. That tyranny and oppression of any kind must end, that censorship is wrong, and that privacy is an inalienable right. We are not a hacker group nor a warriors group, I already said that part. He's basically saying the same ideology as these uh, digital anarchists. You know what I mean? These. Uh, so could it be this fucking fringe group that just this is now an evolution? There's a there's a few other things. The last message board post was 17 years before they came back and for the cicada thing. My point is 17 years, which is a prime number, and it's also cicadas. They are a weird creature that will, when they're born, they burrow underground uh, and they all emerge at the same time to avoid predators. It's like, uh, it's called predator satiation. So they'll stay underground for like 13 to se or 17 years, which are both prime numbers. And they come up in mass. So the predators can't kill them all at the same time, which is fucking crazy to me. Uh, but that kind of sounds like a deep, dark internet group, right? We hide for a bunch of years and then we emerged and fucking survive whatever comes at us. Yeah. If I'm going to guess, these are just a, a bunch of like full of themselves, condescending, want to call themselves hacker bros online um, because they probably thought they were going to create some cool secret society and, you know, find all these super genius hackers. And, and I do just want to say like, while some of these things they put out there are not difficult, it's really easy to create them while it's difficult to, you know, solve them, which is why the NSA spends a lot of time code breaking, whereas whomever the adversary may be takes very little time to create them. Because if you, it's very easy to hide something when you know what it is, yeah. but it's very hard yeah, to uncover course. it when you have no idea where to start from. Exactly. Oh, no, I was going to say, yeah, like all like the tests just sound like something like somebody would like be doing blow and make up on the spot, like just you know fucking like oh and then it's gonna be this is the song i wrote bro we'll yeah make this yeah part of the code bing bang 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 yeah what if you had to hack That's a fucking song <laughs> 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 
no, no. But like you listen to it and your ears are doing the hacking. Our buddy Erickson from the 2012 Solve guy, he thinks it's this, uh, these cypherpunks too. He says, uh, quote, they're likely intellectual anti-establishment ideologically driven and seem to be valuing logical slash analytical thinking highly. They seem to share a lot of ideology with the crypto anarchy movement and old school hackers. So who am I to argue with Mr. Erickson? I don't know about these hacker guys. Maybe you're, you're against it, Ricky. I see that you guys are pretty against it. So maybe it's not them. Well, that's just because I'm actually a a devout crypto fascist. So, I don't blame Which you, man. Actually, now is no longer true. Now I'm just a fascist because I said it out loud. So, oops. There you go. <laughs> yeah, he's he is required uh, to steer us away from his group. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Next one is one for me and RJ. Uh, bitter stand-up comic. Just the question: Do you believe censorship harms humanity? Screams uh, unsuccessful stand-up comedian. So uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just. Yeah, bitter nerd stand-up comic that's uh oh dude yeah that's that's for sure any creative that like fails hard (laughs) definitely is just like no i but like that except i mean it like that's immediately what they go to that's what ben shapiro did he was like i'm gonna write movies about tall guys who fuck girls with their big dicks and and then everyone was like like it yeah and everyone was like this is fucking terrible and he's like well i uh, fine everything that i say now is not ironic like (laughs) fucking they snap and go so full bore into ideology it's crazy that's you know the worst that that is is any 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 uh comedian that talks about like being a philosopher or anything like that or talks about comedians like they're philosophers Norm Macdonald has the greatest fucking joke about that, where he he says, um, you know, I don't like when people call call comedians modern day philosophers, because like, what about actual modern day philosophers? Like, yeah, exactly. aren't they? <laughs> the modern... <laughs> it's so fucking. It's like, no, you're a comedian. So yeah, exactly. In summary, totally probable, and yeah, nah, in fact, likely. I, I'm with you, man. I I the the censorship like everyone who has failed because they're dirty comedians go like it's because i'm censored it's like no you're just not that good you know anybody you can see anybody can say anything as long as you're doing it properly so i'm sorry i've watched it happen doug stanhope says Mm -hmm. some fucking atrocious shit he he, doug stanhope goes off on a big long tangent about how he wishes he would have thought up school shooting when he was in high school (laughs) he's like you ever get an idea that you wish was yours (laughs) and it's hilarious so he's uh, incredible yeah i mean if you say shit like that it's your own fault if you get slapped on stage on live tv Oh man. Uh, All right. There's two more theories for me and then uh, we'll see what Ricky has to say. One of them's a uh, cult recruitment for a cult conspiracy theorist, Tim Daly, former research fellow with the conservative Christian family research, <laughs> research council went to oh speculate that this is a recruitment tactic for a cult. He looked at all the Cicada 3301 information. And since Aleister Crowley is mentioned and Madame Blavatsky are both mentioned at some points in some of the codes, it's got to be something satanic or cult-like. And that's all he has to say. He has no, nothing to prove it. Just Aleister Crowley's in it. So 
false because <laughs> it's a cult <laughs> you know uh rule number one try not to get the smartest fucking cult members like yeah whole, exactly you need you need desperate people who have no other way yeah. to turn except for you hmm, i want to start money. a cult let me surround myself with discerning skeptics <laughs> and 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 people who actually think things through surely this will catch on and they'll worship me there's another theory i heard but i didn't write it down but I'll, I'll see what rick has to say i'll bring it up after so the next one next theory is arg it's an arg does anyone know what an arg is yeah that was the vibe i was getting like that's that's how the whole thing reads like a shitty fucking marketing campaign do you know what that is rick you must know what an arg is i do not sorry for the listeners i was shaking my head no i do not no it's an alternate reality game uh, aug- augmented Augmented or alternate, both they're both used in different alternate. Yeah, what is it? Some kind of fucking dimension hopping? It it can't be an ARG though. I mean, they got too pissy when people tried to solve it together. People always play games together. Well, we'll see. So they're saying it's a public (laughs) relations stunt. Well, let me go through because that's part of it. I agree, it's fucking stupid. It can't be an ARG, but I wish it was because it's cool. All ARG ARGs are all over. And I didn't even realize it until I started looking into it. Like me, movies and TV shows do this shit all the time. Like uh, an escape room's an ARG, basically. Like you're in a reality that's not real and got to solve a problem to get out of it. Or lest we forget the summer of 2016, Pokemon Go. Yeah, that's an augmented reality game right there for sure. Yep. When you're on a TV show, let's say they get you to go to the website and like do a quiz and if you, you have to do enough research on the website to know these backstories, that's a kind of an ARG. Some can be just as easy as finding a phone number, hiding a phone number in a TV show and having a very interactive and long call with these people after. Anyways, here's one example of an ARG that I didn't know existed until I uh, started looking into this. Microsoft had a huge one. Did you ever hear of the I Love Bees campaign for Halo, release for Halo 2? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you must know this thing. You never heard of that? Now, what happened was during the Halo 2 trailer, at the end of the trailer, it flashed ilovebees.com for a brief second. And when people saw that, they're like, what the fuck is I Love Bees? So they went there and it looked like a beekeeping website focused on like honey sales and bee shit. But then the also the website also had like random characters everywhere that seemed didn't really seem to make any sense. Then uh, the, a blog started popping up on the the website from the webmaster named dana she said that the website had been hacked and she didn't know by who uh so then internet nerds just started looking into this like let's figure out who it is for them this is something we can do and then the game brought them through a storyline consisting of aliens artificial intelligence and saving the world uh, they had to actually go sit by pay phones and answer them at specific times at different places all over the world. Like when hurricane Francis was ripping through Florida, there was a guy waiting by a pay phone with three minutes. Like he could see the hurricane and the phone call came and he's like, I'm waiting. Um, that's how much people were into this. Um, they also did decrypt messages. They got sent emails. It started getting more and more complex. They got text messages, phone calls to their cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, some players even had to meet characters that were in the game. So like Microsoft had like actors that would meet them at a coffee shop and tell them more about what was going on in this fucking audio drama. And every time you'd get, you'd complete a task, you'd get a chunk of 
audio that would bring you to the next clue and it was all like a weird audio drama and it all culminated nobody really nobody this wasn't really a huge thing ARGs back then now they're everywhere but so people have thought this was real they're like dumb enough to go like there's aliens on earth or whatever and they all ended up at the last clue ended them at a movie theater where they got to play Halo 2 before release and they got a special commemorative DVD. Thank God I stared down that hurricane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Half a million people went to I Love Bees, the, the site, every time there was an update on the game. Uh, I Love Bees won many awards, and I'm sure it sold many copies of Halo 2. The difference between 3301 and the I Love Bees is that Halo took credit afterwards for their ARG. Like, nobody's taking credit for this. It was a crazy promo campaign. If this Cicada was was a pro- promotional thing, somebody would have taken credit by now. If you don't know what the product that's being promoted is, how can you fucking make that a PR campaign? It makes no sense at all. Right. And there's also people that would have left whatever the company is by now that would have known and would have just been like, am posting this shit on Reddit. Exactly. It's like how cigarettes couldn't couldn't do TV ads anymore. So they relegated themselves to magazines. So, yeah. you know, the same concept with child pornography. You can't really... <laughs> advertise it for what it is and you can't use magazines of... anymore so you use cigarettes yeah yeah you gotta you gotta, you gotta use an arg to yeah yeah <laughs> if it is an arg it's to promote outguess the website outguess uh, the, the program outguess because that, that's used in almost every steganography solve in this entire thing so that's where if it's an arg it's for outguess uh, the software probably wasn't used much until this cicada thing came out and then it's fucking used all the time you got high upticks on it. Everyone did outguess. So I don't really know. I don't really think that's the ARGs, the salt, but you never fucking know. You know what I mean? You never know. It kind of, no matter what, it it, it kind of is an ARG. Yeah. See, the difference between the augmented and the alternate, now that I'm thinking about it, is like augmented like uses what you have around you and then you use that like when you're using your phone for pokemon go it's there on the street where you think it is just through your phone right alternates like you make up an entire storyline that's not actually going on but you think is going on right it's a different storyline in your i guess i always i never i never heard it put as alternate i always heard it as augmented and i just assumed that meant like you know you're augmenting your reality with with that one and vice versa like so like even in the context of this game, um, you know, if you go and, and talk about like the fucking runes shit and stuff and you might have to like go through like actual physical books or like something away from like the actual medium uh, through which you're actually, you know, playing um, and augmenting it with those things. Yeah, that, that's no. the way my brain no, for sure. I, I saw it written both ways. I was just trying to differentiate between both of them. And I'm like, that's the only way. Like, if it's just supposed to be not what you're actually living yeah. in, the reality you live in, you're living in a different reality where there's aliens and AI and people running around trying to save the world. That's not real. That's Augmented right. just means it's right there. You know, but anyways, it doesn't really matter. But one more here. A guy named Adrian Hahn created this game. That's theory. The next theory. A guy named Adrian Hahn. Now, there was an ARG game show on TV in 2011 called The Code. Like I said about the cicadas, they have reproduction cycles that are almost separated by prime numbers 13 and 17. So predators can't keep a mount. Uh, defense act is called predator satiation. This is how he made a code for the game, The Code. He actually used cicada life cycles. And then people would have to like do math to figure out when it would be the best time for them to give birth these cicadas so they could come out 
and that's in 2011. A year later, a whole ARG puzzle or whatever uh, puzzle appears on the internet named Cicada 3301. People started connecting Han right away because he has a company that literally creates ARGs. That's what he does for his life, for movies and video games or whatever. Uh, he created an ARG for the movie AI that's called The Beast. If you want to go look it up, you can. There's a whole video that shows you how to solve it, but it's fucking immersive and it's pretty goddamn crazy for a movie. He did a lot of work for that, almost as much as what's going on with Cicada. The really sad one with Haley Joel Osment. Yes, that was the one that what's his name died making Kubrick, so Spielberg finished it for him. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. I didn't know that was the case. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Kubrick was halfway through the movie, I think. I think they still call it a Kubrick movie, but hmm. yeah. Yeah, Han's a leader in the field of ARG design. Who better than him to have created this massive internet search? It could just be like a side project to be exist in life for him to just laugh at to himself. But he has been confronted on tape many times of being the creator. Um, he says that he usually, his answer to the whole thing is, I usually create these games for money. And at this point, I'm not really sure where the funding is coming from for this 3301 project. Child pornography. <laughs> I, I, I do like the way he answered that question, because the first thing that I was thinking is if he does this and there's this much hype, why let it die? Right. Like post something else. Keep keep the puzzle going. If it's an ARG, just keep adding on. It's taking people forever. Right. It just yeah, it doesn't. Well, they... Cicada has been posting. They put three different posts over the after 2014 was done uh, or not done, just not be able to complete. The first one was like a bunch of hackers attacked Planned Parenthood and like hacked their system and like did a bunch of shit, released a bunch of information. And they said Cicada 3301 did it. So they went on their Twitter in 2016. They're like, no, we didn't. And that was the end of that. They're like, that wasn't us. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the second one was, it was like another, it was like the, the Libra Primus is your direction. The words are the numbers. And it was just another coded message. I think it was supposed to be a hint, but nobody caught on to what the fucking hint was and didn't help them at all. And then in 2017, they said another message, like basically, come on, let's do this. What are you guys doing? And then they haven't done anything since. Yeah. I have to think it's like one or a very small group of people who just, are so fucking full of themselves that they think that it, it's more important than what it is. I, I really don't think it's anything like, I don't think it's government. I don't think it's crazy elaborate. I mean, it just. What if it's actually cicadas? <laughs> and they 3, oh, 301 yeah. cicadas. Yeah. All and the only, the, the only time they wake up is either every 13, every 17, or every time someone accuses them of hacking Planned Parenthood. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So don't say Planned that's, Parenthood too loud because I'm not ready for security this year. Yeah, that's why they came early that one time. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, just the fucking hundreds of them just bouncing off of a keyboard in a hive mind and typing shit out. <laughs> oh, God. Imagine just they're just one keyboard, but they're all just flying at keys yeah. one at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just exactly head, head what I'm picturing. <laughs> just a swirling swarm against a laptop. Yeah, yeah. Fucking exoskeletons everywhere. Yeah, so bad. So just <laughs> as one dies, another fucking one comes from the ground. Yeah. The last one here that I forgot was here. It's kind of mixed in with the other one by accident. Was it's five lines long. It is uh, the last theory that I have is there is no solve. Uh, I hope this is just a huge troll for the crypto nerds. It's all random and it keeps smart people from thinking that uh, they're keeps the smart people thinking they're dumb, or it keeps them distracted. 
while something bigger happens. (laughs) Why are we keeping these guys distracted? Is it Ukraine? Anyways, what's you just think it's a bunch of uh, ignorant fuck faces uh, or sorry, uh, cocky assholes on the Internet who think or what's your theory there, Getsy boy? Yeah, I think I think it's that's what you said. I don't I don't think it's anybody well connected. I don't think it's people who have an elaborate amount of money. Um, none, nothing that they did showed any sort of extravagance or anything crazy. If the story that Marcus Warner, whatever the hell his name was, is true, then just dropping you into a chat room. Why? Why go through all that? If you're a company, if you're an ARG, you would advertise it. If you're a government, you would follow up on it. Um, they just... Yeah, there's no uh, follow yeah. through. All the effort. It was it was, it was either someone that just wanted to waste people's time for whatever reason, somebody who was bored themselves, um, or really just a group of people who thought their hacking skills were so cool and so crazy that they could judge the world. And I mean, it makes sense when they got pissy when they were like, "Oh, why are multiple people working together? No, you you know, show us who's smart." Yeah, that's true. Yeah. They got like, "Well, we're going to solve this too fast." Uh, if you've worked together, oh, it's not fair. We we did it because we did it one by one. We're really smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lame. Um, it now maybe I missed something earlier, but is it plausible that it's just like a bunch of different people just taking the the name? So the reason why that's kind of ruled out is because the PGP key, the way that it works, is that there's a public and a private key. Um, the private key is only the person who created the private key can generate new public keys from it and it can be proven, but you can't generate new ones unless you have that private key. So that's how the, the first one that was posted, that's how they verified that the people that posted and said, we did not hack Planned Parenthood. That's how they confirmed those were the same people. Hmm. Now, now, um, is it possible to hack that from somebody? It is, but it's extremely, extremely difficult. You'd have to be a government. Mm, you might it. have to. You might have to be an in in a in a group like Cicada thirty three hundred one to be able to. <laughs> yeah, I. It, I mean, it, it certainly. You know, all encryption is eventually breakable. Yeah. It's just the amount of time it takes and the amount of compute it takes, and usually it's beyond the beans of any person or current company. From what I understand, it depends how you do it and how lucky you get too. Like, if you're just doing a brute force method, if you get lucky right early, you could do something, but. Sure, but the chances of somebody getting That's lucky I mean. and breaking not... the cicada three three zero one, yeah, you know I mean, slim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's got a, it's got it's got QAnon vibes. Honestly, it kind of it wouldn't surprise me if it was like Silk Road vibes. I okay, mm. I'll, I'll tell you a couple things that I didn't mention because I was and those guys were you know the guy who created Silk Road is a fucking douchebag and also was really into kid porn. So, yeah. oh no, kidding. I uh, yeah. so you kind of called it from the start. <laughs> I did not know well, that. Well, QAnon, QAnon uh, actually tells people to go look into Cicada 3301 and then follow their codes because QAnon does that kind of shit too, like weird crypto shit. People thought Cicada was fucking QAnon. They thought that's where it came from. Uh, mm. QAnon came from Cicada 3301. That, that's a real thing that people thought, but it's been disproven since because they kind of denied it. They did the same thing they did with the parent pl- Planned Parenthood thing. They denied it. And people are also saying that it's anonymous behind the whole thing, like the hacker group anonymous. Fucking anonymous is stupid too. No, if anonymous was gonna if anonymous was gonna do it, anonymous loves the fucking attention. Every member of anonymous loves the attention. There's no no benefit for them. We we took down fucking Procter and Gamble today. 
we got Karen in accounts payables trash from her emails. Like it's never <laughs> anything fucking. I think, I think with all these, these uh, different levels of quote unquote hackers, um, they, they all act a little bit differently. Some want to be completely hidden. Um, some want to be completely hidden, but they believe truly that they are the smartest individuals in the world. And then there's just others that all they want is the attention. I think if you join and anyone that joins anonymous only wants attention. Agreed. They're in anonymous because they want to be an anonymous. I think you're in Cicada 3301. If it's a real thing, if it's more than one person, because you're an arrogant asshole. Yeah. Okay. That, fair enough. It's like two, it's two arms of the same hacker tree, you know, two, two branches of the same hacker tree, just instead of the attention seekers, the fucking ego maniacs. And I would say for all listeners out there, if you're in that middle zone, you probably end up at NSA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a question for RJ. What do you think? I'm, uh, I know I've been playing it pretty close to the chest, but I, I, I'm getting I'm getting the, the feeling that this might have something to do with illegal sex abuse material of minors. There you go. I, I'm yeah. OK, so what are we going to tell Cole when we go back to him? What's the answer we're going to give him? Uh, pal, why, why are you trying to buy child porn? <laughs> I'm doing it. I don't care. Well, I'm back, Cole. I got your answer. And I think you know the answer, and too. I think you know what the answer is, too. Well, spill the beans. You're trying to set me up to go to sites I shouldn't go to. No, no, no. But it's just important that the dicks know about these things. Are you, are you, this is some sort of prank you're doing to me? You're trying to catch me off guard with this? We figured out, Cole, so... Can I get my information? Because I need to figure out where fucking Virgil is. Yes, here you go. Here you go. Off with you. I just watch Private Dicks and I think RJ's the funniest. What? Come on! Hey there, all you private dickheads. That's probably not the name we're going to stick with. Anyways, uh, RJ here. I am here to tell you thank you for listening to another episode of Private Dicks. If you liked what you heard, go on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anywhere they take your reviews, drop us five stars, say something nice. Also, what you just heard was from last season. If you want current episodes as they're dropped, head on over to patreon.com and search up Unethical Podcast. That's our mother podcast. I was not aware Private Dicks was a spinoff. I'm going to renegotiate my contract. On Patreon is a full 16-episode season more of Private Dicks, uncut videos of each episode, and many more things are getting added all the time. You can also find all of Unethical's content on there, so go listen to that. And if you're already a patron, fuck yeah, dude. You're the best. (laughs) 